Rabbi Herschel Fogelman, who's the, you know the Rabbi Fogelman from here? The, 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 the Fogelmans in Cheder? This is his, this is their uh, great-grandfather, the boy's great-grandfather. So he said that during the summer of 1947, he rented a cottage, like a small, like a bungalow type of thing, in Camp Base Yaakov, upstate New York, for a few weeks. And one of the other guests there was an individual who was able to look at the, uh, a person's palm, the palm of your hand, and he could see the person's entire life, past, present, even future. And some people said, oh, this is a makubal, and he studied under another big makubal. And Rabbi Fogelman continued, he said, the man looked at my palm and he started telling me things in my life that were mamish that happened. And there's no way this guy could have ever known about it before. So when I went back to Brooklyn, I entered into the Rebbe's office. This is, remember, this is before the Rebbe became Rebbe. So he, meaning that when, he was, when the Rebbe was called Ramash. And I informed him what happened. And the Rebbe asked me a few questions about the individual. And then said, you should have discussed Yehuda Ilah and Yehuda Tato with him. Right? These are very high levels of, of uh, Achtus. And the Rebbe continued. He said, My father in law, the Rebbe, right, the Fidika Rebbe, spoke and wrote to many individuals who were interested in stories that are mentioned in Kabbalah. And one of the points he mentioned to them was that Rebbe Yaming Kletzker once said, If I would be at a Leviah, and a person would instruct the dead person to get up, right? And he would talk at get up and walk around. That still would not inspire me. Unless the person who accomplished that has the ability to discuss and clarify the concepts of Yehuda Ilah and Yehuda Tata. So apparently one of the things that Rabbi Fogelman told the Rebbe was that this big makubal didn't even have a beard. Right, so that was already like a red flag. Moving on to the next story. Once, while Rebbe Yaman was davening in the large base medrash in Lubavitch, so Rebbe Menachem Nochem, the son of the middle Rebbe, he points to Rebbe Yaman Kletzker. Uh, how 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 Rebbe Yemen was davening, and the middle of Rebbe says in in Shemayim, the Malachim would love to have the ability to serve Hashem the way Rebbe Yemen Kletzker serves Hashem. Another story, at the fairs, merchants from different countries would come to sell and buy merchandise, and each group, they got together with people that are that were similar to them to spend the evening with, right? Because affairs only during the daytime. What do you do by night? So the Jewish merchants also gathered in their kretschme where they were staying, where they were able to eat and, and learn before going to sleep at night. One of the merchants who participated in the learning was uh, extremely, uh, we'll just say, a very big balgaiva. And he would constantly interrupt the person who was speaking to give uh, his own explanations. And arguing with what the Purushim say. So the first few times this happened, the person giving the shear patiently explained why he disagreed with this merchant's uh, different approach. 
However, when he saw the person wasn't giving up, so the speaker just said, oh, I hear. My kid said, I'm going to stop arguing with him. When the fair was over, this person asked if there was anyone who was uh, traveling to a second fair that was going to take place shortly after. And Rebbe Yaman Kletzker was there. He said, oh, I am. You can come with me. Let's ride together. And this guy thanked him, this Balgaivenik thanked him. And he gets onto the wagon, the carriage. Along the way, he uh, continuously went on and on about how smart he is and showing off his knowledge, despite the fact that Rebbe Yaman sitting there trying to concentrate on learning whatever safer he was looking into. But this guy just kept interrupting him. So after saying some of his own chedushim, which obviously weren't such big chedushim, and seeing that Rebbe Yaman hadn't responded to any of them, so he said, would you be so kind to share with me your chedushim? So Rebbe Yaman says, well, I'd like to share a story with you. You always know that when you have a, something like this, the story's going to be better than whatever Pirushi would have said. So there was once a, a very fierce battle going on between two countries. On some days, one army gained the upper hand. On, on the other days, uh, the, the opposition pushed back, right? So it went back and forth. After some months, one of the generals called a soldier and gave him some papers. And he instructed them, he instructed this, this, this soldier to deliver them to a general of another division who was stationed uh, miles away and was battling the enemy in a different location. And he also warned him of the importance of safeguarding it with his life. And the soldier assured the general that he's going to leave immediately and he's going to deliver it within a few hours. That's how long it took to get there. Thinking that in case he would be spotted by the enemy, he would need to destroy these papers. So he decided he's going to read the papers. And this way he can give it over orally. Like, like if, let's say, he gets, uh, if he has to destroy the papers, he'll be able to describe to the general what was on the papers. So opening it up, he was flabbergasted. He couldn't believe it. He was shocked. The general wrote written a bunch of X's and O's in each diagram with lines and arrows going into each other. And to him, it looked like a, like a, like a five-year-old who drew this thing. And he arrived safely at the next base. And he goes straight to the general in charge of the other, the other group, the other army. And he says, here, I have this from my general. And the general looks at these papers for a few minutes and he goes, wow, pure genius. What a wonderful plan. We're for sure going to get rid of the enemy now. And the soldier's sitting there going like, what? So he says, he couldn't hold himself back. He goes, excuse me, sir. What's so smart about this? It looks like a, a kid's coloring book or something. And the general turns to him and he says, Soldier, it's enough to say that this paper was written by a commanding general and was praised by a general. Just because you don't understand it doesn't mean that it's a kid doing it. And, and, and uh, basically, right, the X's and O's represents the different armies and battle, battle plans, basically which his generals understood, but he didn't because he was just a regular soldier. So the merchant understood the message. You have to realize, and I say this to you all the time, that the Mepharshim who gave their explanations, they are great 
generals, right? We use the marshal. And just because you don't understand their message, it doesn't take away from the fact that it was written by a great general, by a great Tamid Chachamim. Someone who truly understands, right? If, if, you wanna, if you wanna understand it, you also have to be a great general. If you understand it, you can't say, oh, the Bartanura doesn't make sense. Rashi doesn't make sense. Taisus doesn't make sense. Everything makes sense. You just don't know what you're talking about. Or you don't know how to read it properly. Right? And this is something that every single person needs to, needs to, needs to work on this. Right? To, that this idea that has to show to say, oh, I know better than Rashi. Or something, which people have done. You know, it's not like a, a, a tremendously rare thing. Or uh, Rashi doesn't make sense over here. He, he must have misunderstood. As if, right? Anyways, moving on. So, we're going to go through the life. We, we didn't really go through the life of Rebbe Nevin Kletzka. We just said stories up until now. So we're going to go a little bit about his life now. So Rebbe Yaman Kletzker, his uh, father's name was Remoisha Eisenstadt. And Remoisha moved to the town of Kletzk, Kletzker, right, around 1760, after his father, Remchol Eisenstadt, passed away. And he became the chief rabbi of the town. And he took the name Eisenstadt because that's where his father... Mayor Ashkenazi, who wrote a sefer, a very famous sefer, called Panim Meirois. It's a halacha sefer, like a shalos tshuvas, which, by the way, is still used till today. Um, he also wrote a pirush on chumish and and shas. Anyways, see, he was he was the one who like brought Torah to to Hungary, to to country of Hungary, and he was a rav over there. Anyways, the mayor had a very Hashiva background. And he was the great nephew of one of the most famous Paiskim of all time, the Shach, Reb Shapsi Cohen. You ever read the story, The Adopted Princess? Right, so, so this, is, this is his great nephew. So Reb Moshe's mother, remember Reb Moshe is the father of Reb Yom Kletzker. So Reb Moshe's mother came from the famous Mirkis family who were among the leading uh, misnagdim of the time. Uh, they came, there was a famous, the, the, a famous person named Reb Shaul Val Katzenelenbeugen. Um, he was known as the king for a day. You ever heard, you ever heard this story? No. There's a very, basically they had to elect someone, so they said that, oh, the first foreigner who shows up in the town, in, in Poland, will elect him as king. And it happened to be him. Uh, and uh, it was only, but it was only for like a one day like ceremonial thing. But anyway, so, so they came from him, um, who was a grandson himself of the Maharam Padua, very famous Tamachachim uh, <clears throat> at that time. Um, Reb Shol was also a descendant of Reb Moshe Israelis, known as the. <coughs> Ramah right so he comes from very very big famous people everyone learns Ramah till today obviously it's part of the Shulchan Aruch now Rebbe Yemen Kletzker's mother Finkel that was her name Finkel was her that she was first cousins with her husband um, 
So one of her brothers was Rebbe Lazar Kalir, who wrote a sefer called Oyer Chadash on Masechta Psachim and Kedushin. Now we know that in 1785, Rebbe Yamin was already one of the outstanding Talmidim of the Alter Rebbe. So it's believed that he was born around the time that his parents moved to Kletsk, or maybe even a few years before that. Rebbe Yamin was known by the name uh, Rabinovich, right? Rabinowitz. You ever heard this name, I'm sure? So you know what Rabinowitz means? Why is it such a common name? It means son of the rabbi, right? So anyone whose father was a rabbi, they just took the name Rabinowitz. So eventually, in a, a quarter of the Eden, <coughs> their last name was Rabinowitz. Um, and it's believed he was given this name because he came from, as we mentioned, a very hush of a family. Very of a family tree. Um, Rabbi Yamin Klatsker married a daughter of Rabbi Leo of Pinsk, who was living in the city of Shklov. And after the wedding, he moved to his father-in-law's town. Um, and at that time, the city of Shklov was a very big, uh, huge terror center. And the Av Basin was, as we know, the father of Pinchas Rezis. And he, ap- he happened to be Rebbe Leo Pinsker's brother-in-law. So he was basically, Rebbe Chanei Chenechshik was the uncle of Rebbe Yom Kletzker, which means him and Rebbe Chesrezis were, were first cousins. So it's safe to assume that Rebbe Yamin studied with, or at least studied the same base medrash as his first cousin, Rebbe Pinchas Rezis, or Pinchas Shik, who we call him Rebbe Pinchas Rezis. Um, they were also around the same age. So Stama, they had what to do with each other. Um, we don't know how Rebbe Yamin, who, was, who came from, obviously his whole mishpacha was very big misnagdim, we don't know how he became a chassid. We know that the Pinchas became a chassid of the Alter Rebbe after the great debate in Shlov in uh, 1843. And it's mentioned that the Pinchas was just one of 60 Tamidei Chachamim from Shklov and the surrounding towns to come to Liyajna. So it's, it could assume that the Binyam and Kletzka was one of those 60, but it doesn't say that anywhere. Unless you could say he became a Chassan even earlier, who knows? I'm sorry, it's not 1843, it's 18... 78. It's, 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 no, sorry, it's 1783. That's what it is. Anyways, uh, just do a little bit more. After learning very strongly for some years, Rabbi Yamin began dealing in uh, uh, business. And he and the Pinchas eventually became very successful businessmen. Uh, they were among the leaders of the Chassidim in Shklov, involved in both the Ruchnius and the Gashmius of the Chassidim, giving tzedakah. Uh, their conduct in everything they did showed that the way a Chassid how a chassid should conduct himself, their outstanding behavior, it, it uh, served as like a, like people would say, oh, see, the chassidim are not so bad. Look at the Pinchas Rezis and the Binyam and Kletzker, um, inspiring many other people to become chassidim. The Binyam and the Pinchas did not only serve as uh, They didn't just serve, uh, that, 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 that their whole thing was to get other people to become chassidim. 
the Chassidim in the whole area looked up at the, look up at them as, as the, a way a Chassid should be. Meaning, so, so Chassidim themselves would look at them and say, that's what I'm aiming for. We need to improve ourselves, become better and better. And if I bring in the Chassid of Nachman of Vitebsk, he, uh, he spoke about the fact in a sad way that they, meaning the Chassidim of Vitebsk, were still at the beginning stages of what Chassidus demands. He says, yes, our davening is with Avoida, and we realize that our, our coarseness, like, like the, the bad things, is, is powerful, and we have a strong nefesh abahamis. However, we are holding at the level of a wagon driver who is whipping his horses so that they should know that they are horses. However, the Chassidim in Shklav, especially the Pinchas and the Binyamin, they don't just learn Chassidus, they live it. Their davening can be compared to a wagon driver who's whipping the horses so that they should stop thinking that they are horses. And we'll stop over there for today.